0: Stuff I Learned Yesterday, Episode 351, Initiative Makes an Impact. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Mark Decote. I exercised my right to vote this week. And I believe if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday... I talk about small things that make a difference. Well, I hope you're all doing well on this hump day. I'm having a pretty good week. As I mentioned in my intro, I exercised my right to vote this week. We had our federal elections here in Canada this week, and a brand new prime minister was elected. Not quite the outcome I expected, but time will tell how this works out. Now I know those of you in the US are gearing up for a big election coming soon. It'll be here before you know it. And you too should exercise your right to vote, because if you don't, you have absolutely no right to complain about your government. Speaking of complaints, that's exactly what I don't want to hear from you regarding the Friday Forum. No excuses, no complaints, just get your story submitted. I know you have one in you, and Daryl and I, and everybody that listens to Stuff I Learned Yesterday really want to hear that story. Now you've heard over the last few weeks that Daryl's read quite a few of them, so if you don't like the sound of your voice or you're too embarrassed to that, go ahead and write one up and send it in. We are really looking forward to hearing from you. So just head on over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback and use the convenient form that Daryl built. It's right there on the page for you. You can type right there or you can copy from somewhere else and paste it in. If you do have an audio file, you, there's a convenient button there for you to attach the file or you can use the SpeakPipe widget right there on the page and record your own message. And as a fallback, there's always our voice feedback line at 304 837 2278. We would love to hear from you. Well, it's time for today's fun fact of the day. Did you know that in 2012, German freediver Tom Sietas held his breath underwater for 22 minutes and 22 seconds, besting Dane Stig Severinsen's previous Guinness record? By 22 seconds. Man, I have a hard time sitting still for 22 minutes, let alone holding my breath. I just can't fathom it. Well, here's what I learned yesterday. At a very young age, my dad taught me that if you're going to do a job, whether it's for yourself or for someone else, you should always take the initiative and put in a little extra if you can, because in the long run, it always pays off. He also taught me that when you put in that little extra, you appreciate the outcome that much more. At the time he gave me that advice, my dad was VP at a large electrical supply company. As VP, he was known for going out of his way to do little extras whenever he could, both for the clients as well as their staff. A great example that I can think of is Randy, a mechanic my dad hired to maintain the fleet of company-owned vehicles. My dad had one of the company's loading bays converted into a garage, complete with hoist and all the other tools Randy needed to work on the company vehicles. Now one day, while out walking the plant, visiting with employees as my dad often did, he stopped in to talk to Randy and see how he liked the new job. Randy told my dad that he was really enjoying the job, but he didn't like the unpredictable hours and was considering looking for work elsewhere. When my dad questioned what he meant, Randy told him he was being sent home anytime there were no company vehicles in the shop. Some days, he was told not to come in at all. Well, my dad had seen Randy work and recognized a good employee when he saw one and had no intention of losing him. So my dad told Randy not to worry. He'd fix the problem. So my dad took the initiative and implemented a new company auto repair program. Any employee who needed work done on their personal vehicle Drop it off with Randy while they were working, and whenever there was no company vehicle to maintain, Randy would work on the employee's vehicle. The employees were charged just enough to cover Randy's hourly wages plus parts. This turned into a triple win situation. The employees received auto repairs at a fraction of what a local garage would charge them. Randy was able to work full time hours. Plus, it didn't cost the company anything extra since the employees' repair costs covered Randy's salary. People remember those who take initiative. Several years later, the electrical supply company was bought out by a large chain and shut down. Everyone, including my dad, lost their job. When that happened, Randy decided to open his own shop, and most of the hundred or so former employees continued to bring their vehicles to him for repair. Even when he raised his rates to match his competitions, they kept bringing their vehicles to him because they liked the way he worked. Now this all happened long before I got my driver's license. But until Randy retired last year and closed his shop, he was the only person I trusted to look after my vehicle. And he's never stopped thanking my dad for what he did for him. And to this day, he still looks after my dad's car in his spare time. Now, I've told you before how my first job was as a dishwasher at a local restaurant, and how I worked for 15 years in the design department at a local commercial printer. But what I've never told you before was that seven years in between those two I worked at the Sears retail store in my hometown. The restaurant was a fun job, but I was a 15-year-old kid working with a bunch of 20-year-olds, and I never fit in. So when my mom heard from a neighbor that Sears was hiring, I took the initiative and dropped off my limited resume. I was called for an interview and was soon hired to work in the shoe department. I needed to wait a month or so for the next scheduled orientation and cash register training, but as luck would have it, while waiting for orientation, an immediate position opened up in the warehouse department and I was asked if I would work there instead. If I didn't like it, I could still go through the orientation and work in the shoe department. Well, I loved the warehouse. I could wear jeans and a t-shirt instead of a shirt and tie and I didn't have supervisors and clients constantly watching over me. And the job was pretty simple. One of the regular duties was that every morning around 6.30am a tractor trailer would be dropped off with new merchandise for the store and the trailer from the previous day now loaded with returns and store transfers, would be picked up. The merchandise needed to be unloaded from the trailer and either put in its proper place in the warehouse or loaded onto large wheeled cages and brought to the various departments throughout the store. Now, it didn't take me long to figure out that most of the people that worked in the warehouse were not really ideal employees. Two workers should be able to unload a 53-foot trailer in under three hours. But oftentimes, when I would come in after school for a four to nine shift, the trailer was still half full and my coworker and I would need to finish it. And I remember during the summer or on weekends when I'd work morning shift, my counterpart would often tell me to slow down, take it easy. There was no rush since the evening shift could finish the job for us. No, I never listened to them. Oftentimes, I'd end up emptying the entire trailer myself. I didn't like coming in at four o'clock to find a half full trailer. There was no way I was going to do that to someone else. Now the second part of emptying the trailer was delivering the merchandise to the various departments. Now this was fun because I got to walk around the store and see and talk to people and it was nice to get around. Now each department had its own stock room where we would unload the appropriate boxes before moving to the next department. When the job was first explained to me, I was told to pile the boxes inside the stockroom door and the floor staff would then place them where they belonged on their shelves. After a couple of months, I took the initiative to start learning the layout of every stockroom in the store. They weren't that big after all, and it didn't take me long to figure out where everything went. So why not take an extra three or four steps and place a box on its proper shelf instead of just piling it on the floor? Sure, it may take me a minute or two extra per stop, but then the salespeople wouldn't be tripping over boxes, nor taking the time away from the floor to place boxes on shelves. So that's what I did. And soon, without my intention, word had spread throughout the entire store of how hard I worked. What's funny, the warehouse manager actually called me into his office one day to tell me I was making the other workers look bad. He told me he appreciated my initiative, but he asked me if I could tone it down a bit. I was stunned. Here was my immediate boss, not telling me I was doing a good job. He was asking me if I could try not to work as hard. Well, I told him no. I told him it wasn't my fault if the others were lazy, and I just kept doing what I was doing, and he never brought it up again. Now it became known amongst the warehouse staff as well as the rest of the store that I was a hard worker and not afraid to show some initiative. Warehouse staff working the shift after me knew they'd have it easy since the trailer was almost guaranteed to be empty, and most of the other work around the warehouse would be done as well. And floor staff calling the warehouse for merchandise started asking for me by name because they knew I wouldn't keep them waiting, and they can count on me delivering it. And before I knew it, I was in demand whenever a department needed a warehouse worker for whatever job. Some floor managers even told me that they'd hold off asking for help until they knew I was on. And when I handed in my notice and left Sears, word quickly spread. During my last few shifts, many of the floor staff and floor managers came to the warehouse personally to see me and wish me well. Now, I haven't worked at Sears in over 20 years, and yet I still can't walk into that store without one of the old timers, those that are still working there from the days when I was, calling out to me and asking me how I'm doing, and telling me what a bad job the warehouse workers are doing these days. I made an impression on them that lasts to this day, 20 years later, and all because I took a little initiative. Here's what I learned. It doesn't take much effort to make an impact. My dad took the initiative to prevent one employee from leaving and in the process created a plan to benefit all employees, one that greatly impacted the one employee he was protecting and made him a friend for life. I myself just did the job I was told to do in a manner that it should have actually been done. Yeah, I took small initiatives when the situation arose and those initiatives had a huge impact on other people. We didn't set out to impress or win people over My dad and I just did our jobs and put in a little extra when we could. And those initiatives unintentionally paid off in the end. There are so many people in the world who are satisfied with the status quo. They do only what they need to do, only what is expected of them, and nothing more. If they don't benefit from it, they don't do it. And that's sad. I hope you're not one of those people. (laughs) Of course, what am I saying? Of course you're not one of those people. Someone like that wouldn't be listening to a podcast like this. I bet you're the type of person who, like me, who isn't afraid to show a little initiative from time to time. Not only at work, but in life. I mean, it doesn't take much. Holding a door open for a complete stranger. Helping someone without being asked. Taking on a task you weren't asked to do. Sometimes, just being there for someone who needs you. These are all forms of initiative we can take. They make an impact on those around us even if that's not our intention. And as my dad told me, in the long run, these initiatives always pay off. And when you put in that little extra, you appreciate the outcome that much more. I'm Mark DeCote, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I would love to know what you thought of this episode. Leave me a comment in our Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash stuff I learned yesterday. You can follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and facebook.com slash Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit com slash subscribe. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I'd be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes by going to com slash iTunes. And just for the fun of it, you're hearing this little bit at the very end of the podcast, hit me up personally on Twitter at solotalkmedia.com with the hashtag S-I-L-Y for silly, and just let me know that you heard the end.